Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So, this is the uh, SHOT Show week in Vegas, and the big SHOT Show is where all the major manufacturers uh, display their wares, and uh, SHOT Shows are a lot of fun. If you've ever been able to go to one, it is a blast because there's all the new toys and all the new things to see there. And uh, it's in Vegas, which, of course, is fun in and of itself. Now, unfortunately, this year I couldn't make it to the SHOT Show, but I've been to plenty of them. And it's always uh, a great trip when you go, but this year couldn't happen. Yet I've been following very closely the developments because it's at the SHOT Show where the manufacturers reveal their new products, new offerings, things that are going to impact the industry, and, you know, it's it's great in that regard. And one of the things that's hit hit the show, a couple of different makers, uh, is the smart gun. That's right, folks, the old smart gun. That's a gun that supposedly can only be fired by one user. And if any of you recall watching uh, James Bond, uh, Skyfall, and even though I've always enjoyed James Bond, you know that James Bond is also a major of the modern ones. It's a major propaganda mill for the left. Whatever issues they're looking to push, it often has uh, left-wing, even wokey things, especially the new ones, put right into it. So... When you want to enjoy a James Bond movie, you got to try to set that stuff aside. But uh, uh, in Skyfall, James Bond was issued a smart gun. And here was the propaganda push, you know, put into Bond, which is something they do. And if you recall uh, the scene where um, where Bond has to fight the uh, bad guy and... He takes out the gun, but he uh, loses it in the fight. And the bad guy gets the gun and is going to use it against James Bond. And lo and behold, it doesn't work for him because the smart gun and the bad guy is, uh, you know, dragged off by a Komodo dragon. I think you remember that, right? But what's funny is in the same movie, there's a scene where in Skyfall where there's a major attack on the parliament and the bad guys uh, are there and the cops are there and Bond gets a hold of guns that aren't his and he uses them to defend against the bad guys attacking. And guess what? If they had had smart guns, if the police there had smart guns, uh, Bond wouldn't have been able to do it, would he? Wouldn't be able to uh, actually defend in the very same movie, by the way. So I guess you got to have the smart gun only on the right occasion when your opponent might be eaten by a Komodo dragon. Then maybe smart guns are the way to the way to fly. But if generally speaking, uh, our normal theory is that it's not it's not about the the uh, gun, but about the user. And that's where it comes down to this. And I'm going to say this now about smart guns. You may find it a little surprising, but uh, let me just be really clear here. I am uh, pretty pro-gun. I bet you guys have noticed that uh, 
I have a pretty solid uh, belief here in our Second Amendment rights and our right to keep and bear arms. And I'm not usually one that would have any support or desire to ban firearms, to have any kind of gun ban or support anything along those lines. But there is one exception. There's one exception that I have. And that one exception is I want a ban on smart guns. That's right. I would support a federal law banning the creation and sale of smart guns, so-called smart guns. You may say, well, well, why? Look, Evan, you know, that maybe some people it's really good for their needs and maybe it would help them and, you know, and this is what they might claim. And I understand. And look, even national groups that are pro-gun have not taken a stand to ban smart guns. They are, you know, neutral. What they all are against is government mandating anyone using a smart gun and are being forced to have it as the only gun. And I can understand that. Sure, you don't want, I don't want government mandates saying that's the only gun. But the problem is that's exactly what the plan is. And it's not just me speculating that some evil rights takers are planning to use smart gun to do this. They've already revealed their hand. They've shown their cards, and they showed it in New Jersey. Loretta Weinberg, she, notorious anti-gunner, got passed and signed into law the very first smart gun mandate law in the country, and it was done in Jersey. And it said once there was an identification of the smart gun technology that could meet the definition under New Jersey, it became the only handgun a dealer could sell, period. The only gun. Even collector guns would have to be retrofitted with this technology. It was an absolute requirement mandate and to wipe out all other gun sales so that only this type of firearm could be sold by dealers. It was an outrageous law, and it was so bad that even though she was a champion of anti-gun and taking away Second Amendment rights and anything that could be done to disarm us, she faced criticism, severe criticism from her own anti-gunners by saying, look, you shouldn't have done this because now we're not getting smart guns made. Because anytime anyone would come out with a smart gun, They'd say, see that law in New Jersey? You're going to cause a gun ban in that state. Now, you may think money-wise, hey, some greedy business person is going to do this so they can corner the gun market in Jersey. But in the past, smart gun attempts, manufacturers, they were shut down because individuals said in the market, we're not going to buy this. We're not going to do this because of the threat that smart gun technology holds. Well, that Loretta Weinberg law was repealed, and she supported the repeal of her own law. Now, why would this anti-gunner want her law repealed? Because she knew that it was damaging 
their plan to take away our gun rights with smart guns. And they changed the law in New Jersey so that once smart guns out there, it's not the only gun a dealer has to sell. The dealer just has to have one available for sale. Once the technology's there, every dealer has to at least offer it. Now, folks, that is the essence of the problem. You see, right now, the step, the first step in taking away our rights is get them in the marketplace. Have them offered for sale. Once it's out there, then we creep in with the mandates. Then we creep in with the requirements. We creep in with the incentives to have these until finally they go back to their original plan and make smart gun the only gun, the only gun, even collectible guns or previously owned guns or any gun that doesn't have the technology. And you say, well, would that make guns safer? Would that No, what it's going to do is take away your safety because now by way of electronic and computer uh, technology, the government can assert its control to literally eventually just turn off your gun, turn it off, to bar you from being able to even use your firearm and to mandate the technology to make registration and confiscation even easier. Smart guns are one of the greatest threats to our Second Amendment rights that's out there pending and wanting to happen. It will be nothing less than a tool of the anti-gunners to take away our gun rights. You've got to look at that future implication of it as already expressed in New Jersey and then repealed to cover up their overshooting of their issue and their intentions. It's been revealed, folks. We know their plan. The development of smart guns only furthers their plan to take away our rights. So I want to see a national federal law banning smart guns. That's right. Because let me tell you something, folks. If you say, well, this may stop, it may be a safety thing, and then somebody, so a third party or a kid who gets a gun can't, you know, use it to harm others. And here's where I say to you, if this person is so irresponsible that they have to depend on this technology, they should not be a gun owner because gun owners need to be responsible. And you cannot rely on any technology and to force the technology because of the lowest common denominator so that it can be the threat that it is to our gun rights. Now, our gun rights have to take precedent. And the key here is that the individual has to be responsible. Can you imagine saying such a thing? The individual has to be responsible? Yeah, that's what it has to be. Because smart gun is not going to be the savior of preventing gun accidents. It's going to be the tool for our own demise. Gun, Second Amendment gun freedom and the building of these things, you know, it isn't a suicide pact. 
All right? It isn't something we should just say, oh, that's great, design it, make it, rah, rah, it's another gun. No. This is a danger. It's a serious danger. It's a danger that we know from they're already having passed and then repealed laws on this very topic. This is where they're going with it. Anyone who buys a smart gun is doing a disservice to the Second Amendment. If, if you are not competent enough to have a firearm and safely handle it and store it, then you should not own a firearm. But smart gun is a danger. It's nothing less than an absolute danger, a plan and a ploy to go at our rights. And you got to recognize it. And I'll tell you what, you look at situations or any claims that they have, and my first thing, even if we say this technology, oh, yeah, you want this out there in the market, Here, here's the deal. How about... Let's see you mandate that all police carry these. Oh, well, guess what? In the original smart gun bill, police were exempt. Exempt. Now, why are police exempt when you would think with handgun retention arguments out there and cops having their own guns used against them that this would be wonderful for law enforcement? No, they were exempted. They were exempted because smart gun technology fails when you need it most. Smart gun technology is unreliable. And even the new stuff that's come out, they're already showing how it's unreliable. And if you want to rely on a firearm that you're trained and competent with, the last thing you want is for it to fail. Well, that's what you get with smart gun technology as well. So even in your own individualized uh, position on firearms and what's right for you in your household. Do you want your gun to work when you want it or not? Think of that too. So there's a big picture and there's that picture. And uh, the other cute thing about Jersey's old smart gun law was that there was immunity given to the government for mandating it. They had to make sure that you couldn't sue them after you ended up dead because they required you to have a so-called smart gun that didn't work. Yeah, this is all out there. Smart guns are bad news, period, folks. Bad news, and it's the one gun ban that I support. Hey, when we come back, we're going to take a look at some interesting uh, emails that have been sent to me. And I think you'll enjoy uh, our next discussion. See you in a bit. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. 
This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I want to thank all my listeners for being loyal listeners and making sure that they're subscribed to this and have their friends listen so we can get the word out. Get the word out while I'm I'm currently in the Facebook gulag, you know, for 30 days for for political speech. Gee, I'm so shocked. So this is why we do this. The Gun Lawyer Podcast, let's just tell the truth. And uh, I really do appreciate our listeners so much. And from one of our listeners, I got a uh, interesting email here, and I want to discuss it, and it's from Richard. And Richard asks, regarding hollow point bullets, Hello, Evan. Hope all is well. I've heard mixed things about hollow point ammunition in Jersey. How legal is it for a citizen with a New Jersey FID card and a handgun permit who does not work for law enforcement to possess and use hollow point rounds at the range or home defense? And essentially, you know, the question is, what's the law on hollow points in Jersey? And it's interesting to understand Jersey's hollow point law because whether you live in Jersey or not, these are the kind of things you have to know about so that you don't have your state become the horror show that New Jersey is. So understanding New Jersey's ridiculous laws can actually be uh, beneficial no matter where you live. And New Jersey has one of the few states that actually has a prohibition on hollow nose or hollow point ammunition. Now they, in the title, they talk about dum-dum or hollow nose ammunition, but uh, dum-dum is not defined in Jersey's law as to what they're talking about. I assume they're just talking about the governor, but whatever. Uh, You know, the original dum-dum bullet came the dum-dum arsenal, which is nothing to do. I I don't think they're banning ancient uh, ammunition from India. Uh, And whatever that means, it's undefined. But hollow nose is simple enough. Hollow nose would be a, a, a bullet that has a hollow nose you hollowed out a hole and i'm sure that the listeners have seen hollow nose ammo of all sorts of configurations and whether it's a simple hole in the front uh, i remember with the hollow nose bullet law there was a manufacturer of hollow nose slugs 12 gauge slugs and the, the 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 slug hollow nose was a you know essentially a little dimple on the front. It was barely, you know, anything. It was like a dimple of a hollow. And uh, I remember writing to them uh, on behalf of an organization asking if they would change the name on their box, quit calling it hollow nose when they're not hollow nose at all and it creates problems in Jersey. And they basically wrote back in so many words and said, too bad for Jersey, it's good marketing, 
which I guess that's what they're about. Yeah, I guess it is. But hollow nose uh, is troublesome because although New Jersey prohibits hollow nose ammunition, they don't outrightly completely 100% prohibit it. They regulate it in the same horrible way they regulate firearms by banning the possession of them and then creating exemptions to the possession that become a defense that you have to show in the Exemptions are rather narrow. So hollow nose ammunition in New Jersey can be possessed in one's home or other land owned or possessed by them, and it can be used pursuant to the activities of NJS 2C396F, which includes hunting and target shooting. And it also, you can buy hollow nose from the dealer and you can bring it to the exempted places after you buy the hollow nose ammunition. And those are the exemptions, folks. So if you're outside those exemptions, you're illegally in possession of hollow nose ammunition. But if you're within those exemptions, then you're legal. And remember, it's actually hollow nose bullet. So it doesn't even have to be a live cartridge, just a bullet head. So if you're a reloader and you have a, a box of heads that are hollow nose, yeah, every one of them falls under New Jersey's hollow nose bullet law. I even had a case once in which an individual had one of those dummy hollow nose key rings which was a, you know, it's a it's like a dummy cartridge. It's drilled through, and it has a hollow-nose bullet head, and it's completely unfireable round, and it was a key ring. And he went through a metal detector, and they said, oh, look at this. And, it's and they indicted him for possession of a hollow-nose bullet that was a on a dummy on a key ring. It's unbelievable. And remember, hollow-nose ammo violation in New Jersey is a felony level offense. You face up to 18 months in state's prison per bullet. And so if you are convicted of unlawful possession of hollow nose ammunition, even if you get away with, you know, a $10 fine or probation, you're now a convicted felon and you've lost your gun rights for the entire United States. It's part of New Jersey's entire structure to their gun law to disenfranchise gun owners of their Second Amendment rights by creating this bizarre patchwork of incredibly difficult laws to maneuver and then turning individuals into felons so that they are disenfranchised. And once you're a felon, it doesn't matter whether you're a felon because you had one hollow-nosed bullet on a dummy key ring or because you possessed a slingshot in New Jersey or whatever, a magazine that held 11 rounds because 10 is the limit, whatever that re reason may be, you're now a felon and you are lost your gun rights for the entire United States because you're a convicted felon. So hollow-nose is another trap out there, but you are allowed to have them within the exemption, so you have to be very, very careful that you stay within these exemptions. And it's so bad that even the court, I have appellate de de decision in court where 
Our client had firearms and ammunition, and he had them while moving. And we won on the legal issues about the guns because they were cased unloaded while moving, and he had his ammo with him. But the court said, oh, there's no exemption for having your ammunition while moving, even though he's exempt to have your guns while moving. And they said, so therefore, that those convictions remain. And I'm like, you can't have your ammo when you move, but you can have your guns. So, folks, if you live in Jersey and uh, you're selling your house, you know, and the day comes to the closing and, you, you know, broom clean, you know, broom swept for the house and you leave some champagne for the new buyers and you leave all your hollow nose ammunition there and you say, have a great time with my hollow nose because I can't take it with us. We can't take it while moving. Sorry. Now, of course, the workaround would be, since you can have it at the target range, you better hope your spouse is very understanding because the day that you're closing, you know, on the one house and buying on the other, you say, listen, honey, in between all this, we're going to be signing papers, going crazy. Uh, I need to go to the range. Need to go to the range. To be like, what? On closing day? with all? Yeah, I just need to make a stop there. So that way I take all my ammo to the range, and then I leave from the range to the new house, and we move in, then I'm good. But as the court said, you can't move. Otherwise, there's no exemption for moving. This is literally upheld by the court. Insanity on hollow nose. So beware of that. Now, some folks have said, okay, so I can have hollow nose in my home. I can have it at the target range. But can I defend myself with hollow nose ammunition uh, in my home? And I say, look, here's the deal. You're in your home. Your home is exempted for possession of your gun. So you have your handgun in your home. Hollow nose ammunition exempted also for being in your home. So you're possessing the gun and your hollow nose ammunition in your home. You can then load the gun with your hollow nose ammunition. You are still simply possessing hollow nose ammunition and a gun in your home. And if you are justified in using deadly force and you shoot that bad guy in which you are justified in using deadly force to do so, then you are legal. You're legal because the gun and the ammo were lawfully possessed by you in your home and assuming that you were justified in your use of deadly force and therefore can assert self-defense you're legal. Now, unfortunately, the bad guy who gets shot, that guy can still be charged with possession of a hollow nose bullet because there's no exemption for him to have that, particularly in your home. So there's the added bonus of that. So, folks, uh, be very careful with hollow nose. Uh, there are some rounds that are not hollow nose uh, that can uh, work like hollow nose, and that's a good thing to use. There's the state police specifically put, for example, on their website that critical uh, critical duty, et cetera, that ammunition by Hornaday, um, critical defense is legal. You can look it up and make sure critical defense, et cetera, where it has the... Uh, the hollow is actually filled with the uh, 
uh, insert. Additionally, federal-made guard dog ammo, which is full metal jacket expanding. Again, no hollow nose there, even though it performs like a hollow nose bullet might perform. So these are things, and the state police say these are, if you look on the website and confirm that your ammo matches that if you insist. Otherwise, uh, make sure you're within exemption so that you don't have a problem and uh, make sure you don't accidentally even have any hollow nose. I had another case where a guy was delivering pizzas and he parked illegally just to deliver pizza. His car got towed. They did an inventory search. And in the glove box, at the bottom of the glove box, was one twenty-two hollow point that had fallen out after he had gone to the range. And he was arrested and in and charged and indicted for possession of a hollow nose bullet, one twenty-two, that he didn't even know was in his glove box that had fallen out. So be very careful with that. It's a it's a fun contraband for Jersey to always uh, charge people with, and then they try to paint the picture to juries about how devastating and deadly the hollow point hollow nose bullet is. When in fact we know it's a safer round. It's safer because of overpenetration. And if you're in your home, particularly, you don't want overpenetration. You want the round to do its job, be a one-shot stop, to expel its energy into the target and not go through the target into things that you never intended to shoot. So that's the advantage of hollow nose, but be careful. Jersey law on it is precarious. Well, this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.